The good word today is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now we have spent quite a bit of time in chapter 1. And in chapter 1, we have the birth of this church, how the church was born. Now in chapter 2, we're told how the church was nurtured. In chapter 1, we have Paul the evangelist. In chapter 2, we have Paul the pastor. Now, unfortunately, for many new Christians, there is no chapter 2. And I'm sorry about this. It's important that those of us who minister the Word of God, and this means all Christians who are witnessing, it's important not only that we win souls to Christ, But it's also important that we nurture these souls that they might come to grow and mature in the things of the Lord. In chapter 1, Paul told us how the church was born. And now in chapter 2, he tells us how the church is nurtured. And I want you to notice in chapter 2, and I trust you have your Bible in front of you so you can follow right along with me. Notice in chapter 2, four ministries of the Apostle Paul. In verses 1 through 6, he is a faithful steward. Notice in verse 4, But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. So in verses 1 through 6, we see Paul the faithful steward. And then in verses 7 and 8, we have Paul as the gentle nurse. He says in verse 7, But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. Now that also can be translated. But we behaved gently when we were among you, like a devoted mother nursing and cherishing her own children. Uh, Either way, we have the same picture. So verses 1 through 6, Paul the faithful steward. Verses 7 and 8, Paul the gentle nurse. And then verses 9 through 13, Paul the concerned father. In verse 11, Paul says, As ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children. So 9 through 13, Paul ministered as a concerned father. And then verses 14 through 20, Paul the loving brother. Uh, It's interesting here, it says in verse 17, But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, but not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. The word in verse 17 translated being taken from you is actually the word orphaned, being orphaned from you. So Paul looks upon himself separated from these brethren by the miles as an orphan taken from the family. And so here we have four ministries of Paul. He was a faithful steward, one through six, a gentle nurse, seven and eight, a concerned father, nine through 13, a loving brother, 14 through 20. Now, did you notice that each of these has to do with the family? A steward is one who manages the affairs of a family. Joseph in the Old Testament was a steward in the household of Potiphar a nursing mother caring for the little children in the family, a concerned father teaching and training and disciplining the children in the family, the loving brother enjoying the fellowship in the family. Paul looks upon the church at Thessalonica as a family. He tells us how this church was born back in chapter 1. Now he tells us how this family was nurtured spiritually in chapter 2. 
It's interesting to notice over and over again in the letter to the Thessalonians, at least 17 times, Paul uses the word brother or brethren. Back in chapter 1, verse 4, knowing brethren beloved, your election of God. Chapter 2, verse 1, for yourselves brethren know our entrance in unto you. Down in verse 19, for ye remember brethren our labor and travail. In verse 14 of chapter 2, For ye, brethren, became followers. Down in verse 17, But we, brethren, being taken from you. Over and over again, Paul looks upon this church as a family made up of brothers in the Lord. That's a wonderful picture of the church. You know, there's a great deal being said these days about brotherhood, and we need to remember brotherhood. There's a sense in which all men are brothers as creatures. God is our Father, physically speaking, because all of us have been created by God. But there's a far deeper brotherhood than just that of being fellow creatures, fellow human beings. There is that brotherhood in the Lord. To be able to say to your brother, you and I belong to Jesus Christ. This is the deeper brotherhood, and this is what Paul is talking about here. I think there's a great deal of shallow brotherhood these days uh, based upon things that are not really essential. The really essential brotherhood is the spiritual brotherhood that we have in the Lord. And you know, when people know the Lord and love the Lord, they share this brotherhood. They can really be brethren, no matter what their color, no matter what their nationality, no matter what their social status, no matter what their financial means. Those of us who know Jesus Christ as our Savior can look upon each other as brethren in the Lord. Now, I want to talk for just a little while about this whole matter of the nurturing of the church. This is the whole theme of chapter 2. If I repeat myself often, it's only because I want you who are listening to know what this book really teaches. In chapter 1, Paul tells us how the church was born. In chapter 2, he tells us how this infant church was nurtured. When a person is born into the family of God, he becomes a baby. He might be 50 years old physically, but he's only a few minutes old spiritually after he's been born again. And there are in the church family different degrees of growth. There are some who grow rapidly in the Lord and mature. There are some, unfortunately, who stay children spiritually most of their lives, and they miss many of the great blessings they could have if they'd only grow. Now, the responsibility of the local church is to help people to grow. The pastor not only helps to bring the babies into the world, that's chapter 1, but he also helps them to be nurtured and to grow, that's chapter 2. Now, in verses 1 through 6, Paul said, I was there as a faithful steward. God had entrusted me with a ministry. We must remember, most of all, that the ministry we have is that of a steward. Now, I'm the pastor of a church. You may be a Sunday school teacher, a choir member, an usher, a deacon, a trustee. Or you may have no office, but you still have a ministry. I keep reminding my people at Calvary Baptist Church that a person doesn't have to have an office to have a ministry. There can only be so many offices in a church And though a person not have an office, he certainly can still have a ministry. Now, Paul says his first responsibility was to be a faithful steward of what God had given to him. That controls everything. His first responsibility is to be faithful to the Lord. 
Now, Paul deals with this very same matter back in his letter to the Corinthians. And if you'll turn there, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Now, the Corinthian church was divided because the members of the church were looking at men instead of looking at God. Uh, one liked the way Paul preached, and one liked the way Apollos preached, and somebody else said, I'm for Peter. And you have people like this in churches today, uh, in churches where they change pastors. Some people never do forget the former pastor. They judge everything that's being done by the former pastor. Well, you shouldn't forget your former pastor if he was a blessing to you. But you know, you shouldn't let that hinder the ministry of the present pastor. And Paul warns the Corinthians in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians not to be wrapped up in men. As long as men are serving God, follow them. And in chapter 4 he says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and as stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So in verses 1 through 6, Paul says, My first responsibility is to be a faithful steward of God. My first responsibility is not to please men. It's not even to build the church. It's not even to try to make myself a name. Paul said, My first responsibility, verses 1 through 6, was to be a faithful steward to the Lord. Now, this is followed in verses 7 and 8 by Paul presenting himself as a gentle nurse or a gentle mother. Now, this may shock us to think of Paul as a mother, but he's speaking in spiritual terms here. Paul says, just as a nursing mother imparts her own life for the growth of her little baby, so I had to do the same thing. You know, folks, I'm speaking to you as a pastor. The ministry is a very difficult calling. I don't say this for people to pity those of us who are pastors because we are trying to be in the will of God. But I wonder if you realize that preaching and teaching the word is the actual imparting of your own life to others. Now, there are preachers and teachers who borrow things. Uh, they are not uh, wholesalers. They are uh, retailers. They just uh, take what they can here and take what they can there and pass along secondhand uh, hashed over, recooked uh, meals. But I can't do that. I, I have to feed on the Word of God. I have to let the Word of God become a part of my life and then share it with my people. Now, a mother does this when she nurses the child. When a mother nurses a child, she is actually imparting to that child what has gone through her own life. And this is what the ministry is. And Paul said, I was as a nursing mother caring for you in tenderness. Now, when children are very little, when they're infants and babes, they need a nursing mother. But then as they get a little older, then we move into verses 9 through 13, they need a concerned father. A little baby can't be exhorted. A little baby can't be disciplined. All he can be is loved and nurtured and fed. And this is a very demanding thing. Those of you who have had children of your own, you know what this is like. But once a child gets to a certain age, he needs the discipline and the example of a concerned father. And this is verses 9 through 13. Paul is telling us here how to raise the church family, how to lift people out of infancy into maturity. They need a faithful steward. Please don't let your pastor become the slave of a church board or the servant of a denomination. You let your pastor be a faithful steward unto the Lord. 
Every Sunday school teacher ought to be a faithful steward unto the Lord. And then, after being a faithful steward, a gentle nurse to impart our own lives to these little infants in the Lord. And then as they get older, a concerned father to exhort and comfort and encourage and discipline the growing children. And then finally, in verses 14 through 20, the loving brother. You know, as people grow in the Lord, they're no longer babies, and they're no longer infants or children. They've matured. And then those of us who are leading in things spiritual, we're not fathers to them. They've outgrown that. We're not mothers to them, nursing them. No, we're brothers in the Lord. And as brothers, we stand together and serve the Lord. Now, we can always learn from each other. I have two brothers, and I appreciate them. I don't think I'll ever outgrow them. But uh, Paul is saying in verses 14 through 20 how much he loved these people in the Lord, and he was a brother unto them in the things of Jesus Christ. Now, this is the simple outline of chapter 2. And folks, this is the way God wants us to see his church family grow. We can't treat everybody like babies. We can't treat everybody like infants, and you can't treat infants like brothers. We have to find out the spiritual development of each person and then try to help them grow in the Lord. Now, in our next lesson, we'll discuss this matter of stewardship, and we trust you can be with us to study the Word of God. So between now and then, reread once again 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and especially meditate on verses 1 through 6, Paul, the faithful steward. Well, the program is What's the Good Word? And my name is Warren Wearsby from the Calvary Baptist Church in Covington, Kentucky. Thank you so much for listening. I trust the Word of God has been a blessing to your heart.